it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Yes, it is. You heard the man. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big Tuesday episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not being sent to special training, so he stops falling down in public. New report out of the White House. This according to Axios, the Biden re-election campaign team, now making a conscious effort to help him learn how to walk on and off the stage without falling down. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. Folks, this is not okay. Uh, We're going to discuss it at length today. We're going to have an honest conversation. You know how families get to that place where you got to take away grandpa's car keys? Uh, We, as an American family, have to take away grandpa's nuclear codes. It's a different type of conversation, but we're about to have it. 888-788-9910. Katie Pavlich is coming by. Fox News multimedia sensation, Fox Nation superstar, general in the Fela Fashion Army. And at 2 p.m., we will start the after party. In the third hour of this show, Aaron Berg's coming by, phenomenal comedian. Brett Azar, a superstar actor, portrays the Iron Sheik on the NBC show Young Rock. Uh, They will be joining me for the full third hour of the show where we will move beyond politics and we will talk about the issues of the day, not from a Republican standpoint or a Democratic standpoint, but from a human standpoint, which is pretty much all we're ever doing on this show, uh, is we're making points that, you know, are being made for the good of the country. I say it every day. That's the only rule on the program. We're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. No, ma'am. Every day I say one thing. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, but you're really lucky here. So agree, disagree, anything in between. Just don't be a... That is it. If you do that, you fit on the show just well. Uh, Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, My day began on Fox and Friends at 6.50 this morning. If you missed it, uh, we have posted it on the Fox Across America website where you can also get Fox Across America merchandise. Hold on a second. All the Fox Across America merch, you can go right to the site. You can buy it uh, and you can wear it. I don't know that I can yet. I don't know that it's going to fit me yet. is a pig. Well, I'm eating a lot of yogurt, so I'll be I'll be there soon. You'll see me walking around with some of that swag on camera any day. But for now, uh, <laughs> for now, it's just just the hat right now is pretty much all you'll see me wearing. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat. F- look at you. All right, stop. Because right now is not about me. It's about the president of the United States, Joe Biden. So Charlemagne the God. I want to start here. Uh, good friend of the show, Charles McBee who is on our show quite a bit, is the head writer for Charlemagne's TV show on Comedy Central. And uh, I know Charlemagne over the years from his hits on Fox. He used to come by and do Kennedy, and I'd always see him in the green room. And he's honest, and he's fun, and he's fair, okay? I don't agree with everything he says politically, but he's also not sitting there to be pandered to. You know, he was famously the one uh, whose morning show got Hillary Clinton to claim that she was carrying hot sauce in her purse. Hot sauce? Really? Yes. Do you remember that? 
And he said, you know, some people are going to say you're just pandering the black folks. And Hillary Clinton was like, no, me? I'd never pander to black folks. I don't feel no ways tired. But anyway, okay, Charlemagne's morning show, also the one which was pretty much responsible for Joe Biden never being allowed to do an unscripted interview again. Because if you remember, Charlemagne was asking Biden about the 2020 election, and Biden was making his case for why he should carry all of the black support. And Charlemagne said, but what policies, what have you actually done to help the black community? And rather than giving him a substantive answer, because he couldn't, Biden famously fired back with this. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? What the hell did you just say? (laughs) He told a black morning show host, if you have a problem figuring out if you're for him or Trump, then you're not black. I, Joe Biden, I'm the arbiter of who is black and who's not black. And I don't doubt that he feels that way. Because he's the guy who called LL Cool J boy over the weekend. That can't be good. No, but Charlemagne, I'll give you the Biden clip. Charlemagne reacting to that Biden clip today by labeling Biden his donkey of the day. That's a segment Charlemagne does on his show every day at the end of the day. He's like, hey, this guy's a jackass. Today it was Biden because of Joe Biden's racial characterization of LL Cool J. Come on, man. Here it is. Here's the Biden clip originally, if you didn't hear it yesterday, clip one. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, (laughs) By the way... That boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's... Bringing, he's talking, he's saluting LL Cool J. And he can't even get the guy's name right. Biden's lost his marbles. LL, uh, J Cool J, uh, that's what he says. And then he goes, by the way, that boy has got a... I mean, dude, that is a racist characterization. Straight up. Okay, we don't do that on the show. We don't spend all day playing the race card. But this is the road we're getting dragged down now because you're going to have this old racist white guy running for president who can't keep the racism bottled up because he's been in politics 51 years. When Joe Biden started in politics, he could say that in public and it wasn't going to be an issue. Okay, it's a different ball game now. So you're getting these embarrassing missteps by Biden, and they're not lost on black voters. That's why we read you the poll yesterday that said Biden is down 19 points with black voters. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Okay, 17 points with Latinos. But here is Charlemagne reacting to Biden. Uh, Clip two. Talk here today for Monday, September 25th, goes to the 46th president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. A lot of people are upset that Joe Biden referred to LL Cool J as a boy. Uh, As you can hear, he corrected himself on the spot. You know why Joe Biden corrected himself? Because he's 137 years old. He fully understands the word boy in the racial context around a white man referring to a black man as boy. See, boy is absolutely a white racist word when used in a certain context. Yes, it is. And that's exactly how he used it. And the Democrats will get out there and be like, we're the party of minorities. Democrats are so full of crap. Dude, Joe Biden referred to them as Latino voters as breakfast tacos. Because you see, in the Democratic Party, they consider outreach like they consider this a connection to just acknowledge a part of someone's culture. Oh, well, we mentioned it. That means we know about it. That means we're a part of it. That's what they do. 
And Jill Biden called San Antonio voters, oh, you're as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. That's what she said. That was embarrassing. Well, embarrassing, which then she said what? The Bogodas in the Bronx. Now, for those of you who don't know, she was trying to say bodega, the bodegas in the Bronx, which are Latino-owned family businesses, convenience stores, delis, 24-hour places of business that are traditionally family-owned and almost always have a cat. There's always a bodega cat that catches mice and you pet it. and It's part of the family. Everybody loves it. It's a big cultural part of the community here in Manhattan, certainly up in the Bronx. Jill Biden called the bodegas Bogodas. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. But they were trying to bond. Okay, all embarrassing. All a bad look for the country. All a very bad uh, projection for where things are going to head under Biden if he gets his hands on another two years, let alone another four. But now comes a report that in order to do so, and this is out of Axios. Now, understand the significance of what's happening right now. Okay. Two weeks ago, there wasn't an outlet in the media that was reporting the polling on Biden, polling that was not new. Okay, if you looked a year ago, 70 percent of Americans thought Biden was unfit to hold office. That was a year ago. Was anybody in the media reporting that a year ago? The answer would be no. Okay, no. Okay, 70 percent of the country thought we were heading in the wrong direction. Was anyone acknowledging that in the media a year ago? The answer would be no. No. Okay, they completely ignored those realities. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Okay, the reason they're embracing them now is behind the scenes. You understand the media, these are activists masquerading as journalists. Sometimes they're activists that are there to kill stories on behalf of the Biden family. Things like Hunter Biden's laptop that would, you know, be a problem for a president traditionally if it got out that his family was selling influence overseas in the run-up to an election. That's usually a major liability for the guy running. He should be behind bars. You know, whether it went to that or not, the point is it would be a problem. The media and its activist bent killed that story. But this time around, the media is now functioning as activists on behalf of the Democratic Party in an effort to nuke Biden's campaign. Okay, they want him out. The fact that Gavin Newsom has been given permission to do a debate on Fox News against Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, Hannity's going to host it. I mean, it's insane how much that undermines Joe Biden publicly. But why is Newsom doing it? Because he's out there saying, well, no, Biden's the guy. I want Biden to be the guy. Oh, Biden's running. I'm not here to run. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Okay, but he knows full well what he's doing is he's trying to make it look like his hand was forced. Hey, you know me. I'm the party loyalist. I showed up and endorsed Biden. But then we had all these polls and all these media stories. And, you know, the Republicans, Trump's in the lead now in the ABC poll. I mean, listen, I endorsed Biden, but nothing for nothing. Get him out of here. Get him out. And that's where this is headed. Like, you are an idiot if you don't see the slow motion train wreck that is Gavin Newsom throwing his hat into the ring. He's going to act like his hand was forced, but they are getting Biden off of this ticket if they can help it. That's why this is going on. That's why this report was just leaked to Axios. So Axios is reporting that Biden's reelection team is making a conscious effort to make him wear tennis shoes and limit stairs in public to prevent him from falling again. According to the reporting, they are horrified, okay, at this NBC poll that says 74 percent of registered voters are concerned about Biden's age. And by his age, they mean his condition. There are plenty of people much older than Biden that are in better 
shape. Tell him like it is. Okay, it's not about his age. You could be 95. You could be 100, move just fine. Or you could be Biden, okay, and be a guy who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, you understand? The dude is sending in the punt team on second down. It's not supposed to work that way. <laughs> but that's the reality, okay? There's an AP poll out that says 77% of Americans say Biden's too old to be effective for four more years. Okay, 89% of those are Republicans, 69% of those are Democrats. So essentially 70% of Democrats say can't have another term. Okay, once you see that polling, you understand if you're the Democratic Party, you're going to have a real problem with turnout if you put a guy on the ticket that 70% of the people don't think should be there to begin with. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. That's reality. That's the part nobody's dissecting. It's not about whether or not they believe, you know, he's too old. We know they believe he's too old. Okay, it's whether or not they're actually going to turn out. And when you start seeing media pieces saying is, you know, wow, this guy's a mess. Now they got him going to special training so he doesn't fall down. He's not taking the stairs on Air Force One anymore. He's going up the short stairs because they're horrified that if he falls in the run-up to the election, say two weeks before the election, Biden takes a dive on a stage. They're horrified the polls are going to dive with them. You know, now the good news for the Democratic Party is there's really not much lower as polls can go. The bad news is there's really not much lower as polls can go. So that is the reality. Joe Biden and this Axios report, which piggybacks off of all these negative polls that are suddenly getting acknowledged. They've been coming out for a year. They're coming out now because there's a motivation to put them out now. That is correct. And that motivation is not just to have Joe Biden falling on stage, but to have him falling right off the ticket. He's an old guy, has dementia, can't lead us. And the country is screwed. Tell some big lies. Barely speaks English. Sniffs children. And their mom's hair too. Goes the wrong way. When he leaves his speeches. Gets lost each day. In the White House yard. All the Dems say. That we should re-elect him How can he run When walking is hard And Joe keeps Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. Going to be on the Ingram Angle tonight with Laura Laura Ingram. Uh, Not Laura Ingram. No Little House on the Prairie tie-ins here. Just me and Ingram on the angle, doing a damn thing. Uh, We'll be talking about news of the day. And, of course, promoting my stand-up special. Uh, Some tickets still left. See me at the Paramount. Friday night, October the 13th, I am taping my one-hour special for Fox Nation. Hey, girl, that's going to be a banger. Uh, And after that, I'm going on tour. One of the stops might just be down in West Virginia. Dennis joins us now. Uh, He may convince me one way or the other. Yo, Dennis. Yes, sir. How are you? You know, it's, it's under control. We needed some good West Virginia energy on the show today, so thanks for checking in. Well, it's kind of a joke because I actually live in Virginia, but I'm driving through West Virginia for work. So, oh. you know, there you go. Well, be careful. That's last, okay. The last time I was in West Virginia, a cop stopped me for driving without a mullet. Uh, they are they are picky out here. I, I will say that. <laughs> Play some defense. <laughs> Play some defense. Uh, what do you think? Biden's heading to Michigan for the auto worker strike. I would think the White House would be scared to death to send him up there. Uh-oh. Can you imagine him tripping over his own feet, <laughs> smacking someone in the head with a sign, taking them out, oh, no. which means they take out the person next to them, and then it's just dominoes. <laughs> the entire picket line is on the ground. There is an aspect to the Biden presidency that reminds me of the movie The Naked Gun, Frank Drebin, the slapstick comedy where he's always walking into stuff. Uh, right. Yeah, there's definitely a notion of that here. Like when he wandered out of the ceremony uh, with the uh, Brazilian president, just walked off halfway through. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's wild. Like I find it really entertaining, but I know they don't find it entertaining behind the scenes. Like when they're sending him to school on how to walk upright, like at that point, right. are you supposed to acknowledge like, hey, this isn't working? You, you would think. Any normal person would. Not them. They are, uh, I mean, fascinating. A guy that you would not let you drive your car, they're letting steer the country. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fascinating experiment, uh, but I don't know how much I enjoy being a passenger on this bus, you know? Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Well, listen, man, I very well may be heading your way uh, in February or March. You'll hear about it on the show. So if I'm in the hood, you better come hang out, man. Cool. I'll definitely try. And, Jimmy, I want to say thank you. Oh, buddy. Uh, your show kind of rescued me. Oh, After man. Rush died, I was just kind of cast adrift. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I yeah. found your show. And, you know, wow. thank goodness for you guys. Wow. Well, listen, that is high praise, and and I'm honored to help you in any way I can because radio kind of saved my life as a cab driver. But make no mistake about it, Rush was the king of beers. I'm like Bud Light, Dylan Mulvaney talent. <laughs> There it is, Fox Across America, with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Of course, every political eye tuning into the big event on Fox News this week on the television channel. We are, of course, talking about me hosting Fox News Saturday night at 10 p.m. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. All right, fine. You don't see as many commercials for that as you do for this GOP presidential debate, which is tomorrow night, hosted by Dana Perino and Stuart Varney. I was on Varney's show a little bit earlier today. I was on Perino's show yesterday. 
We went back and forth communicating. She ran into a mutual friend out at the Reagan Library. It is a really silly time to be me. But the thing about me that I am trying to constantly share with you is an everyman's take on what is going on in our country. I don't come from a long line of political scholars. You understand? My family does not know about the White House, okay? My family knows about White Castle, okay? They know about Waffle House. That's our area of expertise. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. But when I start to look at politics uh, through my lens, the same lens through which I see the world, I uncover a lot more truth than I do when I, you know, listen to political analysts who are completely out of touch with the things you and I prioritize. That was a lesson from 2016. When I watched the 2016 election, I kind of felt like I could have a career in this industry because I was like, everybody got it wrong. And I was like, why did they get it wrong? They're not dumb people. They all have fancy degrees. But the truth is you prioritize different things based on the crowd you hang out with, based on the crowd you come from, based on the level of affluence you possess. You know, I'm on TV, but I'm not a TV star. You know what I'm saying? All of my friends are just still dirtbags, comics, cab drivers, and everything in between. So I have that point of entry to politics, and it actually gives me an advantage because I'm prioritizing things that are relatable. You know, everyone thought in 2016 Trump couldn't win because he tweeted bad things. Wrong. Nobody cares what you tweet. That's something elites do in their pretend circles of moral superiority and self-righteousness. Oh, do you believe Trump's bad language? What do you think every one of those people do behind closed doors? They use bad language. It's all a fraud. But anyway, okay, Hillary Clinton, no stranger to bad language. If you were hanging out with her on election night... When she started throwing wine at Robbie Mook because he gave her some bad news. This is not okay. (laughs) Oh, you have no idea. She beat up half the staff. If you guys ever read the book Shattered, it's like the funniest thing in the world. Because she just, that was it. Podesta came by to be like, yeah, I don't think it's going to. Back up, you creep. Okay, she lost it. And understand, she really, really, really wants to be president. Really bad. Okay, and the fact that Biden is polling as poorly as he is, is the reason she's out there stumping for him. She's not stumping because she thinks he needs the help up in the polls. She's stumping because she's trying to help him right off the stage. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Believe me, nobody. Joe Biden's not being primaried right now, you guys. There's nobody running against him that the Democratic National Committee acknowledges. Yes, Marianne Williams is running, but she's a moon bat. Crazy. I've been on Gutfeld with her. She's actually nuts. Uh, Robert Kennedy, RFK, they don't acknowledge him. They won't debate him. They won't grant him an audience. Okay, Biden is technically being primaried within his primary, and the DNC is like, nope, not happening. We don't know what you're talking about. That's just how white folks will do you. And they're giving him the old shutout. So now RFK is talking about launching a potential third-party bid which could become a problem for either party, depending on how much support he picks off. But it's the reason why Hillary Clinton is warning Biden as extensively as she is, is not because she's concerned about how it will affect Biden negatively. Okay, she wants Biden out of the race. She's trying to do a Gavin Newsom. Look, I said Joe Biden's the right candidate, but the American people don't agree. So it takes a woman to clean up after a man in the White House. Get her out. Get her out. 
out of here. Ah, she's terrible, but she wants to run again so bad. The presidency is a disease that is only curable by death, meaning people who are obsessed and fixated with being president that make it to the upper echelons of, of politics die obsessed with the presidency if they don't get it. John McCain's a good example. John McCain, it burnt his buns so hard that Trump became a president and he didn't, given his military service to the country and the fact that Trump mocked him, that he spent the last year of his living life trashing Trump at every turn. All the glorious things he accomplished and the wonderful life he built for himself and his family, he spent so much time bashing Trump on the way out because, believe me, it bothered him that he didn't get to become president, but Trump did. Now, times that by a million, by a million, okay, and you've got the Hillary Clinton take on the very same issue. So when she's out there campaigning, it is not to help Biden. It's to remind everybody that Biden needs help off the stage. So according to this story, this is a report from NBC News published Monday. Hillary Clinton warned President Biden in a private meeting that he needed to take the threat of a third-party challenger seriously. And then for some reason, she left a bunch of banana peels by the stairs in the White House. <laughs> like, hey, you ever play Frogger? You should go out in the middle of Pennsylvania Avenue, try crossing the road. She hates him. Oh, it's so funny. Okay. But NBC quoting a White House source saying it's pretty effing concerning. Uh, and this is, of course, in reaction to an ABC News Washington Post poll that shows Biden trailing Trump by 10 points in a 2 Way race. Two way race. They got out of bed. Everybody uh, in the DNC saw Trump by, by, by 10. Their collective reaction was. Oh! Oh, no, no. They're losing it. And that's why you're starting to see these polls and these stories. Ah, he's too old. Yeah, we knew that a year ago. You're only reporting it now. That's interesting. These stories. Well, you know, they won't let him take the stairs anymore. You know, they changed the shoes so he doesn't fall down on streets. Okay. That's why they're leaking this stuff, because it's damaging to Biden. They're not trying to help him. They're trying to hurt him. They're doing to Biden what they do to DeSantis. Do you remember how they like to get on TV and be like, DeSantis is banning books? Okay, the only books that have come out of the school libraries under DeSantis are books that can't be read on TV. Books that elementary school kids could be getting their hands on that are so perverse and pornographic we can't read them on TV. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. He's not banning books. He's banning smut. Okay? He's making sure they stop sexualizing our children because, sadly, that's become a thing on the left. Think about five years ago in this country, if someone came into your life and said, yeah, no, I want to take your kindergartner to a drag show, a drag show, if someone said that to you, you would have been like, somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Okay, but now that's an acceptable point of entry in political discourse. No, no, you know those things, you know, women do at their bachelorette parties? You know, those clubs you got to be 21 and older to get into because they have men dressed in drag, giving lap dances, making all kinds of crude sex jokes and double entendres. No, no, I, I think we need to do that for kindergartners. Okay, that's the official position in the Democratic Party right now. That's not right. Okay, it's something that you literally you would have. We're living in America where if you talk to your coworkers about sex, you're fired. But if you talk to their kindergartner about sex, you're hired. What the hell is the world coming to? Really think about that. So you understand the things DeSantis was banning 
okay, was the Democrats trying to railroad him as some type of an intolerant bigot. Okay, it is not intolerance to look out for the children in this country because we all agreed as recently as like a year ago that you shouldn't be sexualizing children. I mean, come on, this is embarrassing. But they're giving Biden DeSantis treatment in that they're only running negative stories now. Biden can't find a a positive story to save his life. Okay, and that's also part and parcel as to why you're hearing the Newsom stuff. You're hearing the Hillary stuff. You're seeing so much Kamala bashing because they know she's not going to be the person on the ticket. And this stuff ultimately does have an impact. Okay, DeSantis, who he was great on our show. He was funny. He was loose. If that guy was campaigning for president, he might be in a better position than he is. But polling right now has him falling behind Nikki Haley in places like New Hampshire. Okay, new poll, St. Anselm up in New Hampshire. In Manchester, Manch Vegas, as they famously call it, okay, she only trails Trump now in the Granite State. So Trump still has a big lead. He's got 45% of the vote. Haley is now in second place, somewhere between 15 and 18% of the vote. DeSantis now in third, somewhere around 10% of the vote. Okay, so understand, Haley has made a run. And tomorrow night, I can tell you this. It is going to be a very aggressive debate would be my expectation because the money's drying up. That's what nobody's talking to you about. Okay, there's not a lot of fundraising dollars out there. DeSantis came into this with a bazillion dollars, wound up having to fire a third of his staff. The message didn't quite connect. And to be honest with you, it hurt DeSantis. It hurt Haley. It hurt Scott that Trump got indicted as much as he did. We're living in a backwards time. Traditionally, a guy gets indicted. And that's it. He doesn't even, you don't even wait for the trial. They just tell you, you know, I'm going to go spend more time with my family and get out of here. But in this day and age, we have seen such a brazen level of corruption at the top of the DOJ by the likes of the James Comeys of the world and the Merrick Garlands of the world and certainly the Intel community, the guys like James Clapper and John Brennan who famously got out there and said Russia stole the election, then famously got out there and said Russia made up the Hunter Biden laptop story, all of which was lies. But these were government institutions lying to us. And when you erode faith in your establishments the way they did, it's no wonder that indicting a presidential candidate isn't going to hurt him in the polls. Okay, it's not because Trump voters are crazy. It's because they think everybody in D.C. is a scam. And the fact that they indicted Trump on 91 counts has created a rally around the flag mentality within the party that has Trump walking away with this thing right now. Okay, it can change if he goes to jail, if there's really damaging information that comes out at trial. But the reality is the indictments haven't hurt him yet, which means a lot of the money going towards a Haley or a Scott or a DeSantis is starting to dry up if they don't show improvement in the polls. You want to know who's getting more money right now? Haley, because she's trending upward. Okay, Scott's fundraising is about level. DeSantis's fundraising is down. Okay, I honestly don't know the fundraising for Chris Christie. There's a slob. There's a real slob. But I'm just, that's a Trump take. But I don't honestly don't know what it is. I mean, I do know people have donated to Asa Hutchinson only because sometimes they don't have a fireplace to put their cash in. You know, sometimes you just want to smell. <laughs> you just want to smell the scent of burning money, but you don't have a fireplace. So you're like, I've got it. I'll donate to Asa Hutchinson. And God love Doug Burgum and Will Herb. They're not getting anywhere. And, you know. Obviously, Vivek is a fine influencer, and I don't doubt we'll go on to major fame on TikTok. But I consider the viable candidates in the race Nikki Haley, DeSantis, and Tim Scott. 
Okay, you can tell me Trump, fine. Okay, he's going to be right there. I'm just saying beyond Trump in the polls, that's who matters. But what's so interesting about right now is you've got a media doing as much work to damage a Democrat as they are to damage Republicans because they don't want Biden running. They've gotten the memo. It's like when the media suddenly turned against our old governor, Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! But do you remember the media was like, ah, oh, he's the sexiest man alive. He's... We're Cuomo-sexual. Do you remember that? In the height of COVID, they were building up Cuomo as a means of tearing down Trump. That was the point of Andrew Cuomo. So, oh, no, this guy's a governor of New York. And uh, sure, he signed an executive order mandating that nursing homes take in infected coronavirus patients. You know, the most vulnerable segment of the population. What if we just locked them up with the corona? That's what we'll do. It'll be great. That's what they did. And he gave nursing homes who didn't want to go along with it civil and criminal immunity, which is not the kind of thing you do if you're behaving in a proper manner. Okay, if I ask you to go to a party tonight and I say, hey, I know you're on the fence about coming, but don't worry, I'm giving you criminal and civil immunity. You're going to assume, rightly so, that it's going to get pretty depraved at this party if I'm giving you legal protection from coming to it. Okay, that's what Cuomo did with nursing homes. Okay, the media knew he was doing it. They also knew his own top aide, Melissa DeRosa, outed him for understating the death toll in nursing homes because of that executive order. And he did it. Why? Because he wanted to get a better book deal about how he handled COVID. And the media went along with all of it. They didn't have a word to say. This guy's the greatest. He's the most eligible bachelor. The media is a bunch of losers. Seriously. But they built him up because they wanted to tear down Trump. It's the same thing they did to Biden. Okay, they build him up because they want to tear down Trump. But when they realize they're not getting away with it anymore, okay, forget about it. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. That's what they're doing with Joe Biden right now. He's the greatest guy in the world. Okay, two years ago, three years ago, when Biden was saying things like this on the campaign trail. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know, the thing. OK, the media was like, he's sharp as a tack. No, I'm telling when he was saying things like this in the debate. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. OK, understand Joe Biden is the only guy, you know, who makes a sign language interpreter shrug. OK, I can do a bit of signing. OK, for anyone who can sign, play along at home. Tell me what sign you make for this last word. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. The answer is you don't have one. I think he's got a point. Okay, and the point is Biden is screwed. That's why you're starting to see them go after him. Okay, when you start to see Hillary talking about a third party, it's because there is serious talk about a third party because they don't want to die on this hill. Okay, so we're in such a unique moment in our politics, but you need to know why I'm bringing this up. Okay, yes, the media is trying to whack Biden. No, that doesn't mean they're suddenly objective. That doesn't mean CNN is now calling balls and strikes, okay? People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. No, ma'am. What they're trying to do is claw back whatever credibility they can. So when the Democrats come up with a new nominee, they can go back to lying and shilling for them, just like they did for Biden, just like they did for Andrew Cuomo. At the end of the day, they're all propaganda shills, but they can't shill if somebody doesn't buy the New York Times or the Washington Post. So right now you get a course correction, and then they'll go right back to lying out of their asses. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage, and the editor that let it come out is garbage. 
It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Katie Pavlich coming up in the next hour. And then we will, of course, have comedian Aaron Berg, actor Brett Azar, a body double for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Go figure. Uh, Arnold, of course, the guy that's been hired to make sure I don't eat too much in between TV hits. Put that cookie down now! They're going to be joining me in studio for a full hour. Uh, We're going to have a grown-up conversation about all things. All things uh, America. So, you know, the State of the Union is what it would be. Uh, but right now, uh, State of the Union in this country, a uh, little bit of a mess. So CVS is closing 10% of its stores in cities around the country, moving to an online strategy because of rampant shoplifting. And why do we have rampant shoplifting? Because no one's going to jail anymore under these woke prison reforms. Everything woke turns to Totally. But do you understand? You keep hearing about like major retailers leaving cities like San Francisco and fleeing places like New York. Okay, this is only going on because you're not arresting the bad guys. Do you remember we used to play those games when you were a little kid, like cops and robbers? You know, it's the games you played as a little kid. The robbers were considered the bad guys. Nowadays, they're like, they're great. Yay for them. It's never been a dumber time to be alive than right now in America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, 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 look who is back in action for another big hour of Fox Across America, your home for top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. Katie Pavlich, multimedia superstar, is going to be stopping by in this hour to discuss all things America, including the fact that Joe Biden just greeted United Auto Auto Workers on the picket line a moment ago. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. We're watching the video out in Michigan. KP will weigh in on that strike. Uh, She will weigh in on the 2024 race uh, and the fact that Bob Menendez in New Jersey is a corrupt piece of But, of course, that did not stop the women from The View from defending the senator. The view is awful. Are they ever? Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of this action. I I tell you, there's a fascinating thing going on in the Democratic Party right now. So Menendez, for a second time, indicted for corruption. Uh, The Democrats are universally calling on him to step down for the most part. Okay. AOC said he should step down. AOC is a dope. But to her credit, she said, I step down. Even Nancy Pelosi said, well, he should probably step down. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. But why are they acknowledging corruption to be a bad thing? Because if they do so, they want to get credit for saying, look, see, we're anti-corruption. And that creates the perception that they just might be. But the whole purpose of doing so is so it looks like they're taking a credible, hard look at Joe Biden. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Essentially, they're throwing Menendez out so it looks like they care about corruption in their party. And then they can continue to overlook the corruption coming out of the Biden family. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That's where we are right now. So I'm not saying Menendez didn't do it. Okay, when you hear what this guy had in his possession... 
you know, half a million in cash, <laughs> gold bars from Egypt. Here is uh, Representative Jeff Jackson. He is a Democrat from North Carolina weighing in on the discovery at the Menendez home. This is clip 22. No, I don't buy it for, for two other reasons. First, speaking of envelopes, they found the DNA of the person who allegedly bribed him on the envelope, and he didn't disclose having that cash. All senators have to disclose their income. During the relevant period, he didn't disclose that cash, and, of course, he didn't address the gold bars. He didn't address the Mercedes. He only addressed the cash. So, no, I don't think that's a very good explanation, nor was it a good explanation when he said, well, this is all the normal work of a congressional office. As a member of Congress, I can assure people none of this is normal. None of this is normal. I admire your honesty. Give Jeff Jackson credit for that. Okay, Menendez is accused of taking bribes by a specific person whose DNA is on the envelopes found in his house. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? So you understand, okay, when Menendez says, well, I was just taking the money out because, you know, I was raised Cuban and the government had a long history of confiscating money. So I was taking money out of the bank all the time during my career. The reason they found all this cash in my house is I kept taking it out because you never know if they were going to pull a Cuba here in America and confiscate my money. That's what he said. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, here he is saying it. Clip 20. For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. I mean, come on, man. For 30 years, I've been taking... You are so full of sh. There's no record, and the money isn't disclosed on his income. Okay, here's Nancy Pelosi, a woman who makes $170,000 a year in Congress, who is somehow worth hundreds of millions of dollars. (laughs) And and listen, if anyone knows about bad optics, it's her. Here she is saying he should probably resign, clip 21. I respect their position that they are taking, and the charges are uh, formidable. And if, in fact, we're going to say that if you're indicted, you should resign, we have a situation in the House, uh, as you know from Mm -hmm. the state of New York, uh, that that would hold uh, to. Uh, But right now, sadly, because of the challenges that we face, because the skepticism that exists in our country about governance, about this Republican Party that doesn't believe in governance, doesn't believe in Ah. science, so (laughs) wants to take down everything in order to give tax breaks to the wealthiest, we've got to stay focused on that. And for that reason, it'd probably be a good idea if he did resign. Oh, shut up, woman. Nancy Pelosi says Republicans don't believe in science. She also says men can have babies. (laughs) Nancy Pelosi says Republicans don't believe in science. She also says if you're vaccinated, you can't get COVID. Nancy Pelosi says biological men don't have an advantage over biological women in sports. But don't take the game show buzzer's word for it. Here's Serena Williams, the most decorated female athlete of all time, talking about playing Andy Murray in tennis. For me, tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. So I'm like, if I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0 in five to six minutes, maybe ten minutes. Because it's, no, no, it's, it's true. It's honestly, true. It's a completely... Really? 
it's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, and me, and um, they they get they serve harder, they hit harder. It's just a different game. And I love to play women's tennis, and I I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. I would not do the tour. I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice. So Andy, stop it. Yeah. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you kill me. Now that was in 2013. That Serena Williams on Letterman, the most the greatest female athlete of all time, flat out saying she would get killed by Andy Murray. But Nancy Pelosi, again, Republicans don't believe in science. Come on. Trans women are women. No, they're not. They're men with a huge advantage. That's the number one female athlete in the world saying as much. Yet Nancy Pelosi wants you to believe the Republicans don't believe in science. Like, do you see how she's calling on Menendez to resign? Because she wants the store credit for caring about corruption. But she's still politicking all the way down the line. The Republicans don't believe in governance. What are we talking about? They don't believe in science. Okay. They want to take down everything to give tax breaks to the wealthiest. What is even happening here? You can't handle the truth. The Trump tax cuts, by the way, if this is that's what it's about, I don't know what the reach is. The Trump tax cuts, the first time in over four decades that the single biggest income earners in this country existed on the lowest end of the economic scale as opposed to the highest, okay? They branded the Trump tax cuts as an economic sellout to the rich when 82% of Americans got a tax cut. The wealthy, by and large, weren't part of that. Why? Because Trump eliminated the SALT deduction on property taxes, state and local taxes. He He capped them at $10,000. What that meant is if your property taxes were $40,000, $50,000, you could only write off the first $10,000 of your taxes. After that, you were on your own. Rich people living in far more expensive properties wound up paying higher tax bills because of the Trump tax cuts. But Nancy Pelosi still gets out there every day. Oh, no, the Republicans are selling out to the rich. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. We're living in the death of shame. The death of shame. People don't know shame anymore. They're willing to get in front of a camera and say anything. Like, I can't wait to be them. Honestly, I'm going to have the best time, okay? My life is like, it's um, intellectually stressful. What I mean is like, I have a great life. I'm on TV, I'm on the radio, and I have so much fun. Like, there's nobody, you couldn't look up or down this channel and find and find someone having a better time than me. It doesn't exist, okay? I'm having a great time. But I put thought into what I say because I'm like, wow, a few million people might watch this. I should, you know, be mindful of how I'm going to impact the conversation. I should be mindful about whether or not what I'm saying is accurate or not. Okay, I should do everything I can to just level with people. And that's it. And they like it, they don't like it. What are you going to do? Okay, people like Nancy Pelosi will get on stage. <laughs> don't say anything. I don't care. Republicans don't believe in science. Dude, you believe Okay, men can have babies. That's what you're telling us with a straight face. That is a fact check false. Beyond. Okay. But again, because we're living in the death of shame. Okay, you're going to get people like Pelosi doing what they do. You're going to get people like Anna Navarro over at The View. Anna Navarro, I'm going to play you a clip from The View. No, God. No, God, please. No, no, no. Here it is, clip 23. He is the most senior Latino in Congress. He is. He was the chair of the for- Senate for- Foreign Relations Committee. I can tell you, I have worked with him time and time again, brought many wealthy clients to him, brought many issues in front of him. Never has there been any 
hint of impropriety, never has he hinted <laughs> about a payback or anything like that. So I'm having a very hard time reconciling the evidence I saw shown on TV with the Bob Menendez I have known for almost 30 years. This is personally hard for me. But, you know, when I saw all the evidence, I get it, I'm, I'm shaken. I'm, I'm hoping against hope that there is some sort of logical explanation. Such an idiot. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. And why do I say that? She says, there was not a, I've known him for 30 years. There was not a hint of impropriety. He was indicted. He was indicted for corruption. And he would have been found guilty in 2022, but they got a hung jury because of one juror who was probably paid off, if we're being honest, because what did he do a month after he got exonerated? Not exonerated, but the hung jury got him off the hook. He went right back to peddling corrupt stuff. What an idiot. That's what he did within a month. When you look at the indictment, this particular indictment, the timeline shows that one month after he got off the hook for a hung jury, he started to engage in corruption again. And Anna Navarro, I'm out there 30 years, I know this guy. There's never been a hint of impropriety. What would you do with the brain if you had one? Probably eat it by accident, thinking it was a cookie. I mean, good goodness gracious. And what does she work in there? It's like the Pelosi clip. He's the most senior Latino in Congress. Who cares? Who cares? If you're in Congress, okay, we don't care what your race is. We don't care what your ethnicity is. We don't care what your gender is. We care whether or not you're doing right by the people or not. Okay, in this instance, this is a guy that's now been indicted on two separate occasions for corruption. This is a guy who's accused of taking cash bribes. So they raided his house and found envelopes with the DNA fingerprints of the man who he's accused of taking cash bribes from. You understand? And Anna Navarro's out there with a straight face going, ah, never a hint of impropriety. I don't know what's going on. It's a hard day for me. He's a Latino. Okay. But when she throws in he's a Latino, what is she trying to do? She's trying to curry sympathy with Latino voters. Oh, look at that. It's one of us. Come on. But that's everything that's wrong with our politics. Cuomo tried to do it on the way down. When Cuomo got in trouble for the office etiquette, Hansy Andy was a little frisky in the office with the ladies. You ever seen a grown man naked? What did he do? He said, oh, they don't understand my Italian heritage. Folks, I'm Italian. No one's making that Olive Garden commercial. Eh, come to the Olive Garden. We always share our breadstick. What the hell did you just say? I'm just, they're not, okay? You do not get to pawn off sexual improprieties on Italians just because you think we'll rally around you. You're like, yeah, he said Italian. But this is how Democrats think. It's like when I was telling you earlier that Joe Biden and the Democrats considered Latino and minority outreach just mentioning things about their communities. That's why Joe Biden said breakfast tacos. You San Antonio voters are as unique as the breakfast tacos and the Bogodas in the Bronx. Wait, they're called bodegas. It's no different than when Hillary Clinton just mentioned, you know, she carries hot sauce on a black morning show. What did Charlemagne ask? What's something about you nobody knows? Oh, I carry hot sauce in my purse. Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Think about that. And why did she do it? She's like, well, I believe black people like hot sauce. So if I say I have it, they'll vote for me. That's what the Democrats consider outreach to be. It's like Joe Biden when he played Despacito. 
when he was doing a rally in Miami in 2020. That was embarrassing. He played Despacito. He's like, ah, oh, just a little something I want to say before we start the speech here. And he played Despacito on a phone. That was absolutely dreadful. Not to mention shocking that Joe Biden knew how to operate a phone. Biden's lost his marbles. But this is where we find ourselves. This is what we consider outreach to be. This is how they rally people around the flag now. Identity, identity, identity. So Adam Navarro says there's not a whiff of impropriety, despite the fact that he's been indicted in the past, despite the fact that they're showing DNA evidence. Okay, but where is she doing it? She's doing it on The View, where we are living in the death of shame. And if you don't believe me, you try tuning in and watching the show. It's like a rodeo in our house. We see how long we can stay on top of the bull, okay? I think the record's like eight seconds. Listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Katie Pavlich joining us in the next break. Her opening act down in Pensacola, Florida. Steve is on the line. Yo, Steve. Yemeni. My man. It's good to be with you again. Uh, and just a brief update, of course, I'm the guy that was had the gun charge with Hunter, and uh, mm. since we spoke last, mm-hmm. he was re-indicted, and there's no doubt in my mind that, uh, you know, he will be serving time. Um, there's no ands, ifs, or buts about that. So I think that was one thing that we've discussed on this program. The mm. other is uh, there was a caller before uh, that, um, compared you to Rush Limbaugh, and not to blow smoke up your rear end, but your your screen callers, your producers, and yourself really did fill that void. Whoa! And not only not only with humor, not only with humor, but the intelligence and the people that you put on the air, minus myself, of course, <laughs> that bring intellectual, you know, uh, paralysis to to today's you know politic, yeah. and you do an, a- an outstanding job. Your whole team does. But I wanted to talk about these new polls, Uh and uh, as a lifelong Republican, former aide to Alexander Haig, I'm in charge here at the White House Mm -hmm. and serving (laughs) two Bushes. Uh, I can say that the Republicans have an innate ability to screw things up, and that goes along with what we're faced now with 
Uh, I understand the shutting down the government, CRTs, all so, that. But, but that are, so are you saying don't get too drunk on these polls right now? Is that what you're absolutely saying? Absolutely, don't do it because you can see Matt Gates, who everybody thinks <laughs> is the star of everything. You know, I, I'm pissed off at him here well, in Pensacola. I, get to work on doing something. There you go. Puff, so puff, pass, Steve-O. I get it. Puff, puff, pass. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to talk to this next guest. We consider her a general in the Fallon Fashion Army. Uh, but apparently, like, we're overdressed uh, if we want to serve in the Senate. We didn't realize this whole time. We could have been doing this in sweats. Katie Pavlich is back wow. on the show. KP. They need our services, Jimmy. <laughs> they need the generals to come to, to the Capitol Hill and whip these people into shape. I mean, it's, really. It's embarrassing. Okay. Where, it's, it's embarrassing. Because it really is. It's a guy, because, you know, the government is, they're basically saying, like, hey, hold us to a lesser standard. But it's not just aesthetically. They just want to be held to that lesser standard across the board. Like, your government should not get a participation trophy. Well, here's the thing it's like, you don't have to. I mean, I, I am for people dressing for the job that they have, mm-hmm. right? It's about respecting your position. Mm-hmm. You have uniforms for people who work at Chick fil A. People yep. who serve in the Senate used to be anyway. Mm-hmm. Schools, um, you know, people who come to your house for plumbing. I mean, it's all about all about respecting the job. Yep. And here you have John Fetterman <laughs> showing up, not even in like gym clothing. It's mm-hmm. like he went to a dumpster and fished out some clothing <laughs> and put it on, and decided that was applicable to the position that he holds, and is acting like people who. Are offended or think that they, he should respect his job a little more and himself more, by the yeah. way, Thank are you. somehow being ridiculous. I mean, it's just it, you don't have to wear a suit mm-hmm. to look dignified and clean and respectable. Yes. Like I look at people in Ash Laser who look pretty nice because yep. they're put together. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's not John Fetterman. No, no, he's not even underdressed for the gym. Like he's underdressed for Jim's Bar and Grill. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't let him in. Yeah, they're like, they like, no. Nah, Jim Brown so- Grill has way higher standards than that. <laughs> they're, not they gonna, they're not going to tolerate this. It's crazy. No. Well, we're talking. No. We're talking about fashion. Uh, the president's out in Michigan. Uh, there's a report in Axios report out today that says the White House now has him in tennis shoes and they're coaching him to quit falling on stage. Um, isn't that supposed to be the moment where you collectively look at each other as a campaign and go, he can't do this anymore? You would think, but I don't think Jill Biden will ever allow that. She likes seeing First Lady far too much to ever let them take (laughs) him away from his run as as a second-term president. Um, But what I find so interesting about this is, you know, during the Trump administration, which is what we always compare it to, to, especially since Trump is running again, about the transparency. Mm -hmm. The current White House has never made available President Biden's physician to reporters for basic questioning, whether it's after a physical, whether it's uh, in July when they moved the big stairs on Air Force One from the front of the plane to the back of the plane so that there was no risk or at least a lesser risk of President Joe Biden falling up the stairs and God forbid falling down the stairs and injuring himself severely. Uh, We didn't get a briefing from the physician after he had COVID or during when he had COVID. And it's just it's very telling that they're hiding him even on these issues of, of health 
uh, because they don't want to answer any questions about other things. And, of course, there's this question of him having the fitness and the ability to run for a second term, both now physically uh-huh. and also mentally. It is so crazy. And they said they were like, we'll be the most transparent administration in history. <laughs> this, uh, I do believe this White House believes transparent is a man who has a baby. That's what I think. <laughs> That's where- I think you might be right. That's where we find ourselves. A Biden White House dictionary. (laughs) What we think a word means and what they think a word means. Different words. Uh, The great Katie Pavlich is on the line. Town Hall superstar, uh, Fox News, multimedia superstar, Fox News, Fox Nation, probably Fox Weather. Do they have you shooting guns on Fox Weather yet? Not yet, no. But you know, I've been told that you can't scare away a tornado with a shotgun. So. <laughs> We're trying. Listen, there are people I'm a worried about that. <laughs> now, hold on a second, because there are people there. The UN spent last week telling me if I donate enough money, they can control the weather. Are you telling me that was a grift? I mean, you know what? Maybe, maybe the shotgun's a better method. <laughs> it's all this. Who knows? But yes, it, it is a grift. Of, it, of course, anything with the UN is a grift. It's a yeah, laughable, corrupt institution that nobody should be funding. No, like you, you know, the UN is bad when Bob Menendez is like, you guys need to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're like, okay, we're corrupt, but we just fun. You know, we just you know funnel real dollars. Uh, we don't actually stuff gold bars in in our. Yeah. Pants or whatever it was. <laughs> it's, it's such a great story. And uh, there's DNA it's on amazing. the cash envelopes from the guy who gave it to him. And he's yep. like, no, no, I was taking it out of the bank because as a Cuban, you know, I've seen governments confiscate money in the past. Uh-huh. Uh, it's so fast. The gold bars thing. Hey. That's, that's my biggest question. Like, mm-hmm. you have gold bars in your house. Who, who, who does that? You, you know, I was going to say this, though. We've been uh, on some level. We should give him credit because we've after 20 years of spam emails about getting gold bars out of Africa. He actually got the gold bars <laughs> yeah, uh, on true. some level. We actually owe the. I mean, wow. You know how many princes have my Social Security number? No gold bars. <laughs> Not, That's not, true. Not. There are like the fake ones, you know, they spray painted a cardboard yeah. box and sent it on over. <laughs> well, it wasn't heavy enough. That was the giveaway. No, like I knew it. It weighed less than an ounce. Uh but let, <laughs> what do you I you see I see th- I see this dual purpose use for the Democrats right now in calling on him to resign. My first mm-hmm. is big board. It's that if they look like they're concerned with corruption about Menendez, then they can with a straight face claim they've given a fair shake to corruption involving the Bidens. I think that's part uh-huh. of the the optic they're going for. But I think there's a secondary level in New Jersey because they have a Democratic governor. So if they do call on him to resign, it's like they're not going to lose the seat. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're telling me that all these Democrats are lining up as the moral arbitrators of corruption (laughs) and calling on Bob Menendez to step down as if they have something to lose. They have nothing to lose. There's a Democratic governor of New Jersey, he will appoint another Democrat. They're capable of doing this because of that. If this were a Democrat in a state with a Republican governor, I guarantee you they'd be singing a bit of a different tune. And when it comes to the the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden corruption, this is when it starts really interesting with the Menendez situation. And there's going to be more of this, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was an email that the House Oversight Committee put out between one of Bob Menendez's staff members to the office of the vice president, Joe Biden, Ooh. or not to the office, to yeah. uh, Hunter Biden's uh, Rosemont Seneca Partners uh-huh. group, which was the group that was funneling money from, you know, different kinds of corrupt governments all over the world. And 
it was requesting a favor from Vice President Joe Biden. Uh-huh. And rather than emailing the vice president's office, a staffer from Bob Menendez's office is emailing Hunter Biden's firm. Why is that? Whoa. And so there's a connection there, too. So, you know, is. all they have to do is say, we want Hunter Biden to testify. Oh, my goodness. The dominoes that might fall. I mean, it is. It's crazy. But, you know, that's that's the reality for Biden right now is I think he needs to win another term just to hold on to pardon power because, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot coming down that pike, man. That's pretty crazy. We're talking to Katie Pavlich, and uh, there's no question that the reason they've gone to the lengths they have to put the Hunter Biden stuff to bed is it probably involves more people than just Joe Biden. And I only say right. that because the level of lie they told, like the lie goes all the way back to he's now suing Giuliani for releasing right. the contents of his laptop. We went from it's not real to how dare you release it. I'm suing you. Yeah. But that's quite a cascade down, you know, from where we started on this thing. So we're in really like oh, it's, it's an interesting time to be alive, KP. It's all I'll say. Well, that's why you can just make the assumption that they're lying yeah. in the first statement that they give you because mm. of this cascade that we have seen. Yeah. Their laptop was not only not not Hunter Biden's, but it was Russian disinformation, something the Russians came up with and produced and left at this laptop repair shop in Delaware. I mean, the whole thing was concocted (laughs) up like a bad, you know, (laughs) Intel spy movie that nobody watched. You know, you know, when you're sitting around at the Kremlin hatching a plot and you're like, you know, there's a blind laptop repair guy in Delaware. (laughs) We could call him up. We could drop this yeah, we'll up. Just, we'll just hand this to him. He'll never know, even though he knew enough to call the FBI, who did nothing to actually investigate. Dude. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing that they've gone from it wasn't his laptop, it was fake, we got all these former intelligence officials who, by the way, are now still working in the yeah. Biden administration, mm-hmm. to sign this letter, and now they're basically admitting it's not fake, but not really admitting it's his yeah. at the same time. Oh, it's like they're like, we're suing Giuliani, but we're not admitting that it's Hunter's laptop. <laughs> How can you hack something and sue over it if it's not yours? Listen, I listen. The point is, we got to be on high alert. Hillary Clinton said the Russians are coming back to hack another election. And I think that's the lesson to be learned here. Well, when it comes to the Clintons, hacking is always something you got to be on the lookout. You got to be on the lookout. And I don't mean for on electronics. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's a lot of yeah. It's a depressing time. A lot of people feeling suicidal impulses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, it's amazing, Katie Pavlich. I know I love it so much. I also I love the notion so much. By the way, that she's like, you know, they they hacked the 2016 election. They're going to hack the 2024 election. But apparently, they took off the 20. 20 election she doesn't accuse them of interfering in it did you notice that also like why is she allowed to say those things i know without getting massive pushback yeah Be- whereas if someone else says it you know happens to point out yeah. you know discrepancies or regularities that secretaries of states pointed out in the 2020 election they're vilified and demonetized by google and all these yeah. other big tech platforms for election misinformation disinformation but hillary clinton says it nope. On Jen Psaki's show, and it's perfectly legitimate, even though it's not true. That's but that's the that's the scam, and everybody knows it. Like you know, people see this double standard. Like that's the issue they're having now. Like holding on to the room. The reason the party is losing support at the rate it does is because like there are things they were kind of like turning a blind eye towards, like indifferently. Like the border would be a good example. Now that migrants are in every sanctuary city, and the sanctuary <laughs> cities are like, we don't want them. Like this is bananas. Yeah. You know, you can't play Red Rover anymore in school because they've already sent everyone on over 
and the, the yeah, all the all yeah. the women in Martha's Vineyard and their Lululemon pants are like these people are <laughs> sitting in my Pilates studio. What are they doing here? Do you Get like, them out. No human being is illegal, but these forty-two people they have to go. <laughs> They're blocking my Pilates studio and using the mats to sleep. I cannot function with this. They must be deported from Martha's Vineyard. Get them out of here immediately. It's the greatest story in the world, and they cried when they left. It was like... <laughs> They're hugging them and crying and saying, "Get out." <laughs> <laughs> It's an old scam. I will tell you this really quick before you go from my cab driving days. Um, when people, this once happened to me, a guy took the mirror off my cab when it was parked. I was running inside to get a coffee. Guy knocked <laughs> the mirror right off my car. And you know uh-huh. what he did? He put the mirror on the roof of my car with a note. And the note oh. said, and the note right. said, the people who witnessed this accident think I'm leaving you my phone number as a good Samaritan. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was like, oh, but no. it was such a good scam. Like, I respected wow. it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. wow. I'm glad he didn't steal your car. These <laughs> your car would have been gone. The whole thing. So I guess that's a win-win. But that's the Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, the people watching this <laughs> newscast think I'm sad that you're leaving. Now get the <laughs> F out of here. Get out and do not ever block my Pilates studio oh, again. Ever again. It's all performance art, KP. All of it. All right, yes. well, I'll let you go buy a tracksuit in case you get elected senator. You're the best. Well, I got to go teach these these people on Capitol Hill what the Fela fashion Yo. mafia is really all about. Yo, I'm going to donate some outfits. That's what we're going to do. We're going to look Let's like the it. Senate started a Liberace cover band. Okay, I'll send them your way. <laughs> Sounds great. You're the best, Talk KP. To you soon. There she goes. The legendary Katie Pavlish. There we go back after this. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We have let Emily Campagno into the studio. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It is not stupid, R. Kelly. Shame <laughs> on you for saying so. She didn't actually let her and she just barrels in. You're the Kool-Aid of cable news, co-host of Outnumbered, host of the Fox True Crime Podcast. You have just returned from CrimeCon. Oh, it was amazing. What I love, too, is that you have two body doubles in a row because it's my understanding next you have the body double for... Oh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And right now you have the body double for the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> I eat a lot, as everyone knows. I'm like a, a meatball. Um, <laughs> CrimeCon 2023 was awesome. It I was. was there repping the Fox True Crime podcast. It was our first time there. The, the pod, obviously, uh-huh. we launched in February. Digital's been going every yeah. single year. It was an amazing summit. I didn't know what to expect. I've never been to a con before. But it was a beautiful summit, I will say, of survivors, families of cold cases and victims, Uh law enforcement, cutting-edge technology, like Uh genetic, you know, GEDmatch and everything. So think of it more as like the creme de la creme of all the people who are looking to amplify voices, Uh amplifying those that need advocacy, and then all the organizations that are there to help them. Cold Case Coalition, Golden Shit, like so much. It was really amazing. That's really rad. And it was crime con, so the keynote speaker was Senator Bob Menendez? <laughs> Actually, it was me. Thanks so much. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't keynote, but I was a speaker. I had the honor of Rad. interviewing Dr. Michael Bodden. So we Whoa. talked autopsies and all that yes, cool yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yes. I know a lot about him. Maybe you, I think a lot of viewers don't know this about me, but my dad, um, his whole career, he was a pathologist. Mm-hmm. So I was sharing with everyone on stage that like all I wanted growing up was a My Little Pony lunchbox. And instead, I had to take my lunch to school in a specimen bag with the biohazard 
outward thing on the outside. So the kids would be like tease me mercilessly, like that's disgusting. Yeah. You like organs in there, and I would be like, it's clean. <laughs> so it's so funny. So it was a really awesome. You know, he's just a wealth of information. The audience was riveted, as was I. That too will be the subject of a true crime podcast episode of mine because we just taped it live yeah. there. So it was really great. Emily Campagno hanging out with Michael uh, Epstein didn't kill himself, Baden. No, he didn't, and yes, I did. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I remember, like, when he was making the rounds. Now, do you know, here's a fun fact, because you hung out with Michael Bodden. Do you know what Jeffrey Epstein was found dead on a Saturday morning in his cell? Do you know what the Clintons were doing that Friday night? Going to the island of the... They were hanging out with me in O'Hare Airport. I have pictures of it. That was that remember? night? Yes, that was the night before. No, I'm not you were their they alibi. Were... Yeah. You were their alibi. <laughs> Yo, Hillary Clinton was like, who is the most unlikely person that will have my back for an alibi? In my social media, it's in my Twitter. If you go back and look at the exact date uh, at Jimmy Fallon, um, I just randomly, they flew commercial into O'Hare and took the time to meet everyone in the airport that night. And the next morning, you're like, Epstein's dead in a cell. Now, I'm not saying they were there to establish an alibi. I'm just saying in general, pretty wacky coincidence. Uh, but they did look pretty carefree, i got to be honest. <laughs> well, as we say at CrimeCon, Jimmy, and in the true crime world, I am only here to establish an alibi. Ooh. That's on T-shirts, that's on mugs, and it was clearly all over the strategy session preceding the Clintons flying commercial to O'Hare and hanging out with Jimmy Fallon. Dude, they walked around. This is so amazing. O'Hare and made sure. I'm just looking for the sp- – I want to give you the no, right – they're like, how do we establish an alibi? By, by hanging out with the person with the biggest mouth on the planet <laughs> who will tell everyone where we were. And we did, That's like, Jimmy that Fela. Monday, that Monday. Oh, my God. Okay. They murdered Epstein, obviously. <laughs> Clearly, they ordered the hit. Oh, Where's Emily the Com- Rico on them, yo? Emily Campagno is in, in studio I mean, cracking the case. Everyone. But we're having a silly time tongue-in-cheek. So really quickly, okay, my Hillary video <laughs> was taken Friday night, August 9th, 2019. Josh, if you run a Google on this, when was Epstein found dead? <laughs> Okay, give us the exact date of when he was found dead. I'm just, Emily, you can check right here. Here's the phone. Yep. Here it is. Confirmed. I am your witness. Confirmed. So we're guessing a magician's guessing your card. So I've guessed August 9th, 2019 is when I met her at the airport. When was he found dead? The morning of August 10th. Oh, Jimmy Fallon, come on down. Come on down. And, And remember, the guard slept for what? Eight hours yeah, after yeah. he was found. So yeah. he was literally Asleep being murdered. At cl- that moment, you snapped the photo Whoa. of half of Hillary Clinton's hips because we all know they can't all fit in one screenshot. So, yes, <laughs> yes, alibi established thanks to Jimmy Fela. The Clintons slept easy that night knowing they had established it. Hillary, get up. We got to get out of here. And she was like, I don't feel no ways tired. Emily Campagno <laughs> cracking the case. On Fox Across America. That's why you listen to the True Crime Podcast. That's right. Great stuff. We're back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And we are fired up in this hour to bring back two guests. If you listened last Tuesday... You know that we had comedian Aaron Berg. We had multimedia superstar Brett Azar on the show. And the suits have decided to bring him back a second time. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. Okay, so Red Fox is not a fan, but we are. And uh, you are welcome to join us here in what I have 
build this as the after party, okay, because we're moving beyond politics now. We're going to cover it. But we're not really covering it from a political standpoint. We're just talking as humans. Yeah. Okay. The after party, not the takedown. No, no. As, as Americans, as wannabe Americans. No, you're technically I'm a an American. Now. Oh, you yeah. Fled, you're a Canadian expat. I, I leave Canada, very hostile environment. <laughs> I move here, very excited. Things happen. Now, I do test, Jimmy. I take tests to become citizen <laughs> of United States. <laughs> that was the was the final straw when they uh, saluted a Nazi over the weekend in Canadian oh, Parliament. That would have done that? it. That would have done it. <laughs> would have done it. They, they don't know what's happening with war in the world. People make fun of the Canadian military being like there's two battleships. One of them's like a Royal Caribbean cruise line. Um, they, they have no idea what's happening in the rest of the world. Well, I feel so bad for them. But Trudeau, boy, does he step up. Did yeah. see his apology in blackface? <laughs> Never, uh, yeah, never borrow a Halloween costume from Justin <laughs> Trudeau. I'd say him and Prince Harry are the two best no-fly zones. Really bad leaders. Yeah, yeah. You'd be a great leader. Yeah. Brett would be a great leader. Hell yeah. Brett, I, I'd be too short. I'd be very Napoleon-esque. <laughs> Just invading things for no reason. Oh, so We're fun. invading Chuck E. Cheese. America, I've had it. America's the best, Jimmy. I'm going to throw it out right now. <laughs> America, number one. Number uh, one. Yes, Baba. Yeah. No no other good countries. Nowhere else would I live. Maybe maybe Finland because I watched this uh prison documentary yeah, on yeah. it and they're like America or the world's hardest prisons. It looked so easy. No. It looked like a really easy prison. The tough prison is Sweden because you have to build your own bed. See? Because it's IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> like, guy just hands you a mom. He's yeah. like, All right, now assemble this. Yeah. You're like, No You An argue with your wife and then comics make jokes about it for years. <laughs> Me and my wife are trying to build this bed. I can't believe An it. Wrench is the most popular commodity in that prison. That's a hot <laughs> that's a hot ticket. Brett Azar, if you're not familiar with him, uh, famously portrayed the young Iron Sheik on Young Rock, uh, NBC show. Uh, but we reach across the aisle. It could be at any network. Come on, Fox Cross America. So it's across America. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's not one isolated pocket of America. We do the whole. It's an all skate. Do you remember when you go roller skating as a kid? They used to have like a boys skate, a girls skate, a couple skate, and then an all skate, which was everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could only have an all skate now. Because if you were doing skating, like, so, you know, just the boys, just the girls, just the non-binary cisgender thems, just the two-spirit days, it would, you know, by the time you got a lap in for everybody in the rank, people would be dead. Yeah. Weeks would go by. Do you so, still roller skate? Uh, no, I'm trying to cut down. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, again, we, we covered this last time. I'm 36, so the, the roller skating is kind of outdated. Well, well, roller blading. You hang out there at Venice go. Beach. <laughs> yeah. The last time I did that, I was listening to NSYNC. Rollerblading across, and what do they say about what's the and, hardest? And NSYNC's coming back now, so it, I'm going to get my rollerblades back out. For and that. as they say, the hardest thing about roller skating to NSYNC is what coming out to your parents. Yeah, isn't that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, Linda, I'm sorry, I, I've been in the closet. But you don't have to. Marriage. All you have to tell them is you're roller skating to NSYNC. Yeah. Like we tell get it, honey. Oh, hey, hey, I'm sure sweet. NSYNC would appreciate it. Oh, our son's going to be a waiter until he gets a part in an off-Broadway show. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Which I've done, and I was wearing a boring at you nailed green it. leotard <laughs> in an off-Broadway show called yeah. Anna Nicole the Opera. Very oh, attractive wife, boom. by the way. Yeah, it yeah. seems like he's covering something. Uh, up. I don't know what's going on. We've seen. We've seen. Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't mean a, to name names. I'm a great uh, actor, but he does show up. He yeah. does. Yeah. Now he makes quite an entrance. Big beard on this guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big beard. But she's polite. Yeah. <laughs> but she's a polite beard. <laughs> she's a very polite beard. I kid. Uh, all right. Let's talk about other couples because yeah. I messaged you this morning that I've been paying attention to this Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing. Run. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Run. You're not a fan. Uh, he's she's gonna ruin him. You think so? She, he's the next victim. You think she's gonna take down the Chiefs? Every yes. Well, you know what I think is going to happen if he dumps Herberg? What? I think all the Swifties are going to mobilize, you know, because they're going to want retribution. He's going to be single-handedly responsible for the Chiefs mascot getting canceled. That's what's going to happen. If he dumps her, the social justice Swifties are coming for the Chief. Are they really super woke, these Swifties? Supposedly, because yeah. she, she got politically involved in a Senate race and hated uh, Marsha Blackburn. Called really? it Trump in a wig. Oh, wow. She said she wasn't, like, pro-women enough. She was going to set women back, put them back in the kitchen, all that stuff. Why do celebrities do that? Because they're stupid. I I saw Sean Penn yapping the other day. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. You're so good at what you do. Why don't you just do what you do? Or is that that shut up and dribble thing that I'm saying? (laughs) No. In all honesty, if you wanted to help the country, I say this all the time. Most pop culture people, okay, whether you're a, a singer, whether you're a ball player, okay, you could do more good for the country by shutting up because your um, medium is like one of the last vestiges of common culture. Common culture meaning places that Republicans and Democrats hang out together. Together. Ball sure, games. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ball games, movies, it used to be where we put our differences aside and had common culture. Pretty soon we have nothing left but the casino. Because you're going to sit down at the casino (laughs) and they're going to be like, you know, we're gambling on stolen land. The only only people that are gambling at the casinos, though, are all the Asians right now. There's a lot of Asian uh, blackjack players and baccarat players. I know this as people who perform in casinos. That's in the movie Casino. That's what he's deriving that from. When De Niro tells the story of, like, stopping the guy's plane because he's a high roller. And he's like, the longer we keep you in the casino, the more money we're going to to make. Do you see how far I went to cover up his Asian joke? It was way? really far. <laughs> That's, That's why Jimmy is so good. Living, I, I lived in L.A. I, I saw Atlantic City. Lying. Atlantic City doesn't go so well because no. he had to go there. to Scorsese to save the bits. <laughs> I, I Scorsese three minutes into the we're, panel. We're real talking. Are it's going to be an hour long not, today. This could be a problem. How good is how good is this football player that Taylor Swift is? Okay, so Travis Kelsey, phenomenal tight end. He's an all-world tight end, but this is what I wanted to ask you, Berg. It's gonna, we're just talking as humans now, okay? Yeah. If neither of them were famous, neither of them are famous, meaning he's just a dude who looks like him, a gal who looks like her, who is getting the better pull here? I would argue, I would argue, I had this conversation with my wife. See how I'm putting my views on another woman so I don't have to own them? Yeah. This is all Radio one of my right. kids. But no, no, my wife, we had this conversation, I kid. But I actually, he's probably better um, as a single person than she is aesthetically. Because he's like a jacked, you know, football dude. He's right. A shape. He's an absolute stud. Yeah. She's, right. she's kind of nerdy. Like, she's kind of nerdy in yeah. her way. I don't say that as a put-down, because nerd is, like, chic Nerd now. is good. It's chic now. Nerds run the nerd world. Nerd made Facebook. Absolutely. Nerd yeah. is running the world. So don't, you know, Silicon Valley, you don't have to block me for this. You have so many other reasons to algorithm my posts right now. Right. You know, you don't have to do to Taylor Swift. But what would you argue? Who do you think? Who do you think would be the alpha in a non-celebrity relationship between it's them? It's hard to take their, their occupations out of it, though. Why you say? They're just, they are dominant people in, in oh because they're so good at yeah. what they do he's a multitude but Super Bowl I, I winner. still feel that he should run he's going to be the subject of her next number one hit breakup Ooh. song <laughs> it's, it's he, she has an album she, called 1989 it's going to be like hmm. a cheerleader anthem and it's going to be i am leaving you <laughs> i i don't know i mean she's moving economies taylor swift big money mm-hmm. but if you say oh, without all that stuff let's say he's let's say he's the hot commodity yeah 
Let's say he's the hot commodity. I think he is. But in the real relationship, she's running that. Oh, no, no. She is. Literally moving economies. She's you, going to do Toronto, and they're like, she's bringing in more money than, like, the Olympics would. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, no. Uh, and, and that's definitely, that part is definitely true. Like, the NFL is thrilled that she's dating him because yeah. she brings so many a portable right. following. You know, and it's I'm not necessarily saying they're diehard football fans. That's what I mean. Like when she tweeted touchdown Kansas City, her fans were like, You landed? <laughs> That's amazing. I thought you were flying out later. They have no idea. She no, could it, do the Super Bowl halftime show. That'd be huge. Imagine numbers. she could she could so let me ask you this, Berg, because Usher has been declared as this year's Super Bowl performer. Right. Could Taylor Swift bump him? Does she have that kind of heat? Yeah, I think she so. could call up Jay Z and be like, Remember that time you let Kanye interrupt me at the she, Grammys or the, the MTV VMAs? So she could cameo. Boy, she she's Won the long game against Kanye. Did didn't she, she ever? Yeah. He's in I mean, Venice on a gondola being I, asked to zip up. He's <laughs> a girl in a nude bodysuit. Oh, it's funny. Aaron Berg is in studio. My man Brett Azar. It's the after party. We're talking. We're talking about the human condition for an hour. Uh, one of the other things making waves today in pop culture is our friend Charlemagne the God. Yes. Now Charlemagne has his morning show. That's where Hillary famously pandered about the hot sauce. Do you remember that? Yes, she's a big hot sauce fan. Keeps it in her purse. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. Hair. That's the clip. I have the clip. Do you remember this clip, Brett? She Red hot sauce. Really? Yes. And he goes, uh, you know, some people are going to say you're pandering to the black vote. And yeah. you remember what she famously said? She goes, well, is it working? Mm. Like, what a great, yeah. you know, transparent phony. Like, she at least owned it. Yeah. And that's where Biden said the famous, you've heard this. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Okay. Right. Not, not the best, not mm. the most optimal soundbite. Right. As the 105-year-old white man on the black morning show. <laughs> hey, I'm in charge of who's black around here. Yeah. Oh, didn't you get the memo? I'm the black police. Wait, take that back. <laughs> Hold on now. Take that back. But that's also, that moment is single-handedly responsible for why all of his interviews are Prescripted now. That was the end. That one. That was the end of it. I didn't know that was the turning. Yeah. Point. After that, he started like admitting, like I've got a list of reporters I'm supposed <laughs> to call on. I got a little questions. You know, if you go way back in time mm-hmm. before he was president, there's a way worse sound. Oh yeah. Than, oh. And and he's the only president. To be caught on tape doing that. Yeah. I think Nixon, maybe. <laughs> maybe Nixon. Well, yeah, he had a he had a, a, a choice take on integrating busing back in the 70s yeah. that commonly used against him at the debate. Right. Yeah. But he got in the time machine, okay? And when we come back from break, we're going to play the clip because Charlemagne had a reaction that I'll play for you as well. But let's just say, yeah, uh, dial your clocks back to 1973 because oh, yeah. this, this is some old school Biden when we come back. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, Aaron Berg, and Brett Azar in the studio. ZZ Top. Yeah. How about that? Rock and roll, man. Yeah, who doesn't who doesn't like a sharp dressed them? Talk about a big beard. <laughs> yeah, hey, talk about a big beard, Brett Azar. You leave the misses out of this. So here it is. <laughs> We're talking pop culture on the after party. Uh, the president of the United States runs into a little hot water over the weekend. First of all, before I even play the Biden clip. Who in the White House thought it would be okay to have him addressing a hip-hop seminar? <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> Knowing, because that's whose cocaine it was. Yeah. That's, who, that's how you solve the cocaine problem. Who thought it was a good idea to let him go into a mixed-race room 
and speak. Biden is hip. You're seeing a part of Biden. You're getting the the mainstream media version of Biden. You don't know what he's like behind closed doors. He's crazy. He's hip. He hangs with corn pop. He's got chains around his house. Biden said, knock you out. Yeah. Well, according to Biden, uh, there is a legacy rapper by the name of LLJ Cool. J Cool uh, J. Check this one out. Clip one. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America. LLJ Cool J. Uh, <laughs> by the way, wow. that boy's got, he got man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's. <laughs> what the oh. hell did you just say? LLJ. By the way, that boy, which yeah. I got to be honest, is, is acceptable language when he got into, con- you know, Congress probably in 73, he probably said that. Sure. And it wasn't an 1873 issue. when you were on a plantation. <laughs> right. You know, when he was no, signing the Declaration again, of Independence, there's, there's a reason, you know, they don't have, ever like release you, the transcripts of what was Jumping said. Joe. Yeah. Like you said, you, you're not black if you don't vote for Biden. He, I, You probably would have been more comfortable saying the N-word. I that, mean, he's that, bad. You know. well, here's Charlemagne. Listen to this clip, too. Talk here today for Monday, September 25th, goes to the 46th president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. A lot of people are upset that Joe Biden referred to LL Cool J as a boy. Uh, as you can hear, he corrected himself on the spot. You know why Joe Biden corrected himself? Because he's 137 years old. He fully understands the word boy in the racial context around a white man referring to a black man as boy. See, boy is absolutely a white racist word when used in a certain context. A hundred thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. But th- it's, a, it's a fascinating thing because there's two things. One on the liberal side of this. He does stuff like this all the time. Like, they overlooked the, la- the last go-round of this. So like, if you have a problem, you know, figuring out for me and Trump, you're in black. They kind of let him get away with it, you know, is one. But two is like, how can we literally risk him being the face of the country, knowing we you genuinely don't know what's going to come out of his mouth? Like, when he speaks, you know when you're watching football and they line up for a game-winning field goal attempt and all the players are holding hands on the sidelines watching to see where the ball goes? Yeah. Like, presidenting isn't supposed to work that way. <laughs> We're not supposed to be holding hands, taking a knee, and being like, man, I hope this one goes straight. I mean, he shouldn't have been in office. I this know. This should have gone, gone back to years ago. He's, uh-huh. he's inept. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if he does this for four years, what risk? But he has we- done this for four years. <laughs> but it's, it's, he has done this for four but years. That's what that's what it's become now. It's it's the entertainment of it's it's you're watching a live show. It's like a comedy show. But, Trump or Biden, you're going to get controversial versus totally inept statements. So do you and think, it's it's all that? Do you think the phone conditioned us to just want to be entertained, and that's why they are? I mean, it did a get a good laugh when he messed up L.O. Cool J's name. It got a good laugh where people might have been thinking, like, oh, maybe he knows that it's, it's not. A shtick. It's a wh- shtick. I'm that it's- old crazy guy that doesn't know about the rappy rap music there. <laughs> You're watching NASCAR. It's like a Kyle Dunnigan impression at this point. <laughs> You're watching NASCAR to, 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 you know, hopefully there's you don't want to see a crash, but you wait for the crash. It's, I it's ag- the same thing. I watching- agree, but in this NASCAR, we have a guy who doesn't belong behind the wheel. It's so crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I, I don't want to see a crash. I want to see uh, rates drop. I want to see people <laughs> you, have you money. You want to see interest rates crash. Yeah. Well, well here's the story. Then this is what they reported today. So Axios reported the White House is sending him to special training so he stops falling in public. Oh, they, special they, anti-falling ops. I read about this. <laughs> it's again, big. The Navy SEALs do this all the time. But again, like if this is where we are as a country, where you can't be trusted to speak to LL Cool J, off a script, by the way. It is. It's a scripted remark. And he this is exactly where we are. <laughs> this, you, you don't have to imagine it. This is where we are. You know the old joke about like if you want to know how good looking you are, ask someone to set you up on a blind date. 
Like, I've heard a comic do that bit where he's like, hey, ask someone to set you up on a blind date. Yeah. They're basically telling you how good looking you are. Right. Based on what they set you up with. Yeah. You're saying if, like, if we got set up on a blind date as a country, we'd get set up with a blind date that was led by a doddering, dementia-ridden. Have you met Zimbabwe? She's brilliant. <laughs> Is their president crazy? I don't know. She loves knitting. You like knitting, don't you, Jimmy? No. <laughs> Aaron Berg is here. Brett Azar is here. So, Brett, you're saying he's more viable than I realize because of how the fact that he's out, uh, out to lunch is actually appealing to some subconsciously. <laughs> no, he's not viable. Okay, at all. you don't think he's a thing. He's completely Because, like, there's just... a thing. So, the polling, Brett, is he's down. They're down 19 points with black voters. Yeah. They can't win an election without them. No. Okay, now, Aaron, as a woman of color, Yes. Uh, could be. You don't look at me like it's I a am. joke. Don't you, you look da- at Don't weird. you disrespect him. I thought we him. all were. You just, <laughs> this isn't that what this, this yeah. yeah. That's what well, we're I doing. We all voted for Elizabeth Warren. As a woman of color, yes. yes proceed. Uh, no, Ken, uh, is there an awakening coming? Like, within the black community? Because, like, you've heard of Ice Cube. Ice Cube was like, you know, Democrats, vote, uh, black people voted Democrat forever. Nothing's improved. Right. Not under Obama. Not under Biden. Do you think there is a pop culture awakening coming? Or is there too much pressure in pop culture in Hollywood to not acknowledge this. Every black guy I know, and I know 28, one for every day of February, they all say, <laughs> wow. they all say. He's being silly. That they're, they're Trump guys. They are. They are. They and results. a lot of them don't admit it out loud, mm-hmm. but when you sit down and talk to them, they'll admit it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Because they realize, right. they, you realize what's going on now transcends race and politics. Right. It's like if you look at the city right now where you've got homeless veterans, but people who broke the law to get in are in a hotel. Yep. Like, right. I mean, just, that's just a common sense we thing. Need, we need results at this point. Yeah. The room the service is awful. That. We're like, we'll forgive all the bad things he said about Flavor Flav and those apprentice outtakes if he just closes the border. <laughs> We're back after this. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon talking to Aaron Berg and Brett Azar. It is the after party. We've gone past politics. We're talking about political stories, but it's just guys talking now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, guys talking. It's chill. It's chill. Do, you, do you know the direction the country's going in? You know they always say Sweater like... weather. Yeah, they say like people vote for the candidate they'd best like to have a beer with. Yeah. Nowadays, like people vote for the candidate they'd best like to do fentanyl with. It's yeah. like a different... <laughs> it's a bad America. Is fentanyl a good ride? I mean, not that you're endorsing it, but from what you've heard at the rest stops, is it like really fun? (laughs) The rent don't pay itself, candy pants, all right? Uh, I know nothing. I know this is the sad reality of fentanyl, Brett, before before you give your pitch, is sadly like people aren't overdosing on fentanyl. They're getting poisoned. Right. Right. It's like I have to, it's annoying because I'm like an after school special dad now and I have to yell at my kid. You can't, like, you can't do recreational drugs. Yeah. It's people taking Adderall and just die. Yeah. And you didn't overdose. You took one. Good for you for taking a strong stance. I'm, try, I'm trying to keep up appearances when I'm on the air. Yeah, You know, off good. the airs. I'm, I'm still the dad that buys liquor for the 13-year-olds outside. I'm kidding. Yeah, very nasty. Do you remember that? Us. Yeah. When you're a little kid, buy, hey, mister, are you going in there? Can you buy yeah. a that guy? All get... right, but don't tell nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and don't warn the people I'm registered with. What's <laughs> registered me? We got six beers. <laughs> Next thing you know. Yeah. You did that today. The guy's getting sweaty. Wadded. Yeah, so the, it's great to be a dad nowadays, isn't yeah, it? Different. Uh, how old is your child? Six. Wow, it's a happening age. Yeah, it's a good age. Did you notice, and I wanted to bring this up, okay, you raise so many versions of your kid, and what I mean by that is they go through phases, as their vocabulary advances, the toys they like, the shows they watch. Could you imagine letting your kid make a permanent body and life-altering decision right now at the oh, age of six? God. 
Like, isn't that barbaric? Yes. Like the people that are allowing a six-year-old, I'm a- asking you, though. To are you gender? running for office under the Democratic Party? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying it's a bad yeah. thing. Um, no, when you see a, how much your insane. kid evolves. And, and you have life experience as a person, too. No, yeah. you don't get to make those choices until you're an adult. Right. Uh, ear piercing. Do you remember you, yeah. you remember you got your ears yeah. pierced? Uh-huh. Never. Did, Did you get them done? I didn't get them pierced. It were cops in my family. I, got, well, I was uh, 16. I had uh-huh. to wait until I was 16. And then right away, I got rid of it. I'm like, what am I doing? with this thing hanging from my ear. Can you, can you talk to my steps? Your parents yeah. know what's going on. Yes. They warn you. No, I would not let my child do any of that but, stuff. But think about it, that it's permanent. It's surgery. Yeah. Like a tattoo is like, all right, worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Laser it off. Yeah, someone will laser it off. Somebody will sh- file a piece of your ass off Ugh. and cover up your bicep. Still okay? too much. To you don't have enough it. cheek to file off certain things. No, that's right. And it is barbaric. And like we're saying this as parents, everybody who's listening, we're not like transphobic. We're not trying to kill anybody. And the, the fact that they characterize pushback on this issue is hate. And they say, like, ah, oh, this is transgenocide and stuff like that. If you tell me that the transgender community has higher rates of suicide, you shouldn't be saying that we all want to kill them. Right. That's depressing. You know what I'm saying? I, I know exactly what you're saying. And, and I think it's uh, the people that are advocating for this and arguing this, most of them don't have kids. Yeah. And when you talk to them, and if they do, I'd like to meet those kids. Yeah. Oh, well, would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Not really. I'm being silly. Aaron Berg, we're talking about this. It's like defund the police. Any politician who told you to defund the police had a security detail. It was going to affect them. It was going to affect you. It's a different animal. But, I mean, think about this, Brett. Let's talk about it, okay? How many phases growing up did you go through? Like, how many things did you want to be? How many toys did you play with? Like, I I went from, you know, being the firefighter to the pro basketball player to the Actually, I always wanted to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I got to actually live that dream. <laughs> oh, good for you. So, yeah. A literal a flex. Case. A bodybuilder is literally flexing. Yeah. You wanted to be Arnold. You I got wanted to be, be Arnold. Arnold. I got to be Arnold. So right, that's... manifest destiny, 100%. So you are living your dream. That's like four things. Yeah, yeah. That's but, like, but that's still four things. I never questioned my you didn't... sexuality but I'm saying if what and... body parts I want to have. But I bet other people did. Along <laughs> well, so I've seen some of these outfits. I mean, so you're sitting here in a Hello Kitty outfit. <laughs> right. This has nothing to do with any future plans. Uh, but no, it's if you think about the phases you go through. Right. Of the I want to be a skateboarder. Yeah. I want to be a karate yeah. expert. Yeah. I want to be a race car driver. Mm-hmm. I want to be a cool drinker. I want to yeah. play guitar. That yeah. lasted a week, and then I stopped. <laughs> Did you walk around with an acoustic guitar for like a half hour? Oh, had, yeah. I had that. <laughs> and I literally was like, this hurts my fingers. I, watched I was that, out. That was I it. watched that movie Into the Wild where he escaped to Alaska and yeah, ended yeah. up killing himself because he Yeah. I went college. Spoiler. I was so close. <laughs> Way to blow it, Brett. It's an old movie. But college, I was at that point of like, I'm going to walk away from society. Have you ever seen Grizzly Man, the guy who did that and went and lived with the Grizzly yeah, Boys? Of yeah, of course I did. It, it ends well. <laughs> another <laughs> we another big beard. Yeah. Another it, big beard. It, 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 well, it does end the way you'd expect it to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't mean to ruin this for anybody out there, uh, but it, he does get eaten by the bears. Spoiler. <laughs> Ultimately. Yeah. But again, in the in the mo- in the modern era, he could have just been like trans bear. And we're just supposed to support this. But I'm a bear. Not, but it's not good for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the point. So I think there's a lot of people, if you raise kids, that are showing restraint. And they're not obviously not showing restraint out of hatred. We're just showing restraint out of we know how much kids evolve. So right. my son, who's 14, is 
is like so heavily involved in sports that he's at that age of passion where he can only talk to you about sports. Yeah. You know I mean, how right. was school? Like, you know, Aaron Judge had two home runs. I'm yeah. like, well, not at school he didn't. How right. was school? But he's passionate. But and not age, this season. He yeah, <laughs> no. But at the age of 12, he didn't like sports. Right. So imagine from 12 to 14, he evolved that much. Mm-hmm. From 12 to 14. Now imagine how much you would evolve between the ages of, say, 6 and 14. Mm-hmm. That there are people out there pushing this. I just consider it barbaric as a it, parent. It is barbaric. I mean, would you encourage your stepsons to transition well how old are they i i support them to be passionate about something yeah that's that's all i care about yeah. i don't want to just see them sitting in their room wasting their lives away i want them to be pursuing but something. would you want them to be 18 before they transition or would you support them at a young i don't age? think they're fully developed mentally until they're worth 25 yeah yeah 25 least eight, but at least so 18. to make a decision like that yeah i would yeah. but you'd say at least 18 um be, and, and i and i you know i think everybody who goes the other way because they're like, you know, it's it's more empathetic. I don't I don't think it is. I don't think it's empathetic to let someone who's in a state of development make a permanent decision. I don't right? think so either. Not at all. It's like encouraging someone to kill themselves. It might they, get better, you know. They say the percentages of those those the the younger kids who want to make that change, it's so small. Yeah. And it's just being blown up. Well, I think what's going on is it's media. Be- it's become like a manufactured civil rights movement where because they can call this oppression if yeah. you don't support it. And a lot of what the Democrats used to do is like, well, you're voting for us because the other guys are racist. Okay, yeah. the racist thing doesn't work the same way anymore, especially when the president's calling black men boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it starts to be like, you know, those are the racists over there. Yeah. But, but anyway, the I accidental racist. I think the brace card doesn't have, you know, in casino when he says eventually Nikki's not getting him down with one punch anymore. Yeah, I think racism isn't getting him down with one punch anymore. So I think right. transphobia is the new racism in that regard. Sure, and it's such a, a small segment of the population, but the Empathy from the left is so huge yeah. towards those people, and none of it makes sense. No, it's well. It's, I, I support them, but they're yeah. blowing it up. To okay, I can see that. Numbers. That's fair. Um, 888-788-9910 If the phone number, we have a hot take from Addison County, Vermont. I wanted to get to on the Menendez corruption. Gary, are you there? <laughs> Gary. Yeah, I'm here. But for, first of all, I always wanted to be a garbage man when I was a kid. Whoa. But um, How did that work out? I, I just had this thing about riding on the back of the truck. I just wanted to do that when I was a little kid. Now, what did that but turn anyway, into? No, no. What did it amount to? Did you become a garbage man? Were you? What were you doing? No, I'm in the engineering field. Okay. It's it would not be hilarious if he said what? I was a drag queen that reads to kids. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the amount of maggots, now, with the amount of maggots now, that I see in my trash can yeah, from well, a now chicken my name carcass, is, I would never want to be a Gary's my radio name. I work under <laughs> Cinnabons. Uh, Gary, we kid, we love you. So give me this. You have a hot take on the FBI. I want to hear this. Yeah, help me understand something. So that so the FBI can take a an, an envelope of cash out of Menendez, Menendez's underwear drawer, mm-hmm. and he can he, they can determine who handled it last, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they can't do the same with the bags of cocaine right. that litter the inner sanctum of the White House. <laughs> hey, well, here's everything you need to know, Gary. They can do it when they want to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they could, of course, figure it out. They knew whose cocaine it was at the White House, Gary. It just didn't benefit them to reveal it. Wow. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, you know that. that. But you think, Gary, do you yeah, think there are? That. Yeah. Do you think there are the most people, Gary, are catching on? Like there's a lot of Garys out there. I don't mean wannabe garbage men who became engineers. I mean, like guys who see through the charade. Well, my faith is in the other 49 states because here in Vermont, there ain't a one. 
No, Gary's like one of 13 Republicans in his state. I met Gary I, when I was when I was at the Spank Puppy, which is a it's a bar up there, a straight bar, by the way. It's just a bar. Spank Puppy. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. It was. Uh, I believe I met every Republican in the state showed up, right? We when we meet, we we fill the corner booth at McDonald's. <laughs> not even the not even the circular one either. Yeah. Oh, Gary, great analysis. Thank you for the call. We'll do it again, all right, brother? There he goes. Uh, but he makes a good point. Think about that. But let me ask you this. Why don't they just out the Democrats that are doing coke and then more Republicans would be like, hey, these Democrats aren't that bad. <laughs> this is bipartisanship. I get where you're going. If we embrace this. the drugs here. No, but he makes a good point. You see, they can figure out whatever they want to figure out. Yeah. That's like the craziest thing. Like Lauren Bulbert, we talked about this last week, mm. groped a guy in a movie theater. We had a video within 15 minutes. Damn. But somehow we've been told they don't have – there are portions of the White House – a venue so secure that they have surface-to-air rocket launchers on the roof, but there are entire portions that are not under video surveillance. I mean, in what world? No world. There's not an inch of the building we're in right now that's not under video surveillance. You're going to tell me the White House, where you have to go through security, get sniffed by a bomb dog and a drug drug dog, has just open areas. Like, you know what that is. So Gary makes a good point, okay? Menendez, I believe, is going down. Because it lets the Democrats say they care about corruption. Hey, we find corruption. We're throwing you right out the door. But it allows them to take the heat off the bigger corruption, which is Biden. Which is at the top. Yeah. It's a distraction. Hey, you believe this Menendez guy? They're throwing somebody under the bus. It's the same thing that you would do. Uh, (laughs) I love the fact that he used the excuse of he's saving his money because he's worried about Cuba. Well, you know, Cuba confiscates money. And immediately you think like, hey, Chicha, he's doing a Scarface. Yeah. (laughs) Chichi, get the Yale. If you didn't hear this clip, let me play it for you, Berg. It's so good. This is Menendez. True story. Uh, Clip 20. For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Scarface, man. He's, he's the new. He's the new. Uh, he's holding Al Pacino it because you never know when the Cuban government's going to come here and take your money. Oh boy, I hide gold bars in my pants all the time because I never know when Canada's going to say you owe us for old health care bills. You just don't know, Berg. That time you got like that foot surgery, you don't know if Trudeau. When you can pretend to be a victim, mm-hmm. you think you're going to get people on your side. Yeah. But you got caught red-handed. It's too late. And dude, there's no. d- DNA on the envelopes. Uh, there's gold bars. The gold, gold bars. The, he, he's great. just one of those people who actually followed through with those commercials about buying gold. That's well, did all. he buy it? All right, that's your excuse. Because I was all. saying earlier, we've been mocking he people. Invested. We've been mocking people for trying to get the gold bars from the Nigerian prince. Like he actually got them. Yeah. yeah. Does he not deserve our respect on some level? Why in your jacket? You <laughs> yeah. wear jackets all yeah, the yeah, time. I wear you know jackets. how ill-fitting gold bars would well, look well, in those I know, shiny but, things you but put on. But he wasn't wearing them. He was hiding them. That's the thing. So they raided his house because. Like, you know, this guy got gold and cash from yeah. a guy in Egypt, right? And uh, they raided his house and just found it hanging up in suits. That's great. Which is a semi-decent hiding spot if you don't think you're going to get raided. But but within the hiding spot, the envelopes of cash had the other guy's fingerprints on them. Right. Yeah. So he wants you to believe, well, you know, when you're taking money out of the bank because you think the Cuban government's going to come seize it, so you hand it to a buddy, yeah. and he fingers <laughs> up all the all the envelopes. I mean, who hasn't been there? He fingers how, up how, all how the many, envelopes. I know, it didn't sound the best. But how many yeah. times do you leave the bank and let a buddy hold all the cash so you, you get never home? never do. Of course. When do you let somebody hold cash for you? Never. Especially your secret stash. Yeah. Unlike- I hesitantly gave my wife a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Honey, no comment. <laughs> We've all got our, our you know, our 
Azar under the mattress cash stash. about Azar getting himself on an FBI watch list right now? Now we know. Dude, you play the Iron Sheik. You might yes, want to calm it down. <laughs> no, dude, if, if, if the Sheik, well, if you're talking about Iran, if you gave that money to the Sheik's family for his passing and stuff, then I'd be okay with it. Dude, if the Iranian. There'd be better reason for that money to go to Sheik's if, name. If the Because Iran- he did so much more for Thank America and great. Iran. But if the Iranian police pulled you over right now with illegal cash, your biggest problem is that Linda's driving. That's, that's probably what you're going to do. What is going on in this car? <laughs> there is no Sharia law here. <laughs> the cash is fine. Silence, woman. Oh. And you, big beard. Oh. And on that intellectual high note, we're back after this. <laughs> you're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America. I'm off to the Ingram Angle. Your radio buddy will become your TV buddy. You better watch. I need the ratings, girlfriend. Uh, Joining us now on the line, Chris is out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yo, Chris. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? I'm great. And I got a lot of backup today, so don't insult me. I'll send my muscle after you. All right. I'm kidding. I've been warned. (laughs) Um, What do you know? You know, I I feel like we're uh, handed this giant ball of tangled Christmas lights every day and just thanks for helping us unravel this oh, thanks. every day. I yeah. think it's amazing what you do. Oh, but uh, I just want to make a comment about the uh, LL Cool J uh, interaction <laughs> with Biden where uh, they're you know, saying he was being hip uh-huh. by uh, being in the same room with this guy. I think the actual term they were looking for is hip replacement. Oh, bang! <laughs> Going right in Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. That's nice. funny. That's Listen, right. That's right. I- I'll take a full president replacement. At this point, I mean, if we can pay extra for the, to give us a whole new one. I mean, it's just such a mess. Would you? I mean, yeah. seriously, if you were the Democrats, Aaron made a point earlier that he has been behaving this way for four years. We've kind of ignored it. But it's at a point now where we can't ignore it. If you were the Democratic Party, no. would you replace him or would you let him go at it just for laughs? Oh, gosh. I, I think I think the, the uh, entertainment value is worth letting him go. <laughs> yeah, good for you. And it's like sometimes yeah. you can't even tell that Barack Obama's president. You don't <laughs> always know. You know, sometimes you're like, maybe it's Jill. Maybe yeah. it's Jill. Chris, great call, and thank you, brother. Really quickly, Daniel is in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Daniel. Hey, Jimmy, good talk to you again. My man. Great to hear your hey. Alabama energy. What's happening in Gulf Shores? What's the take? Uh, it's just hot. We're waiting on rain. All right. I'll make some phone calls. But, uh, tell them to we speed got plenty it up. here in New York. Um, listen, has anybody thought about that this whole Menendez thing is just another Democratic scam? They're using him as a fall guy. Oh, Nothing's yeah. going to happen to him. They're just going to – they're like, hey, take this fall for us. Get the pressure off of Biden. That's it. You're mm-hmm. going out anyways. Jersey doesn't want to. We're going to give you all your stuff back, but we're going to make a show for a little while, for a couple wow. of weeks. Let's drag it out. You resign. Yep. You're set for life. Yep. Yep. You're right on, yeah. man. It's a distraction. That's and then why did they let his twin brother get away with killing the parents? <laughs> he doesn't know a lot about politics. <laughs> well, Daniel, he's kidding. He's talking about the other Menendez brothers, but that's really yeah, funny. The other Menendez brothers. <laughs> I grew up in the 80s. I know. Oh, he knows. All right. Just making sure I didn't sneak that and one And who's by this him. OJ guy? <laughs> Daniel, I agree that this is all a scam. And the fact that... People are calling into the show that see through it means like they're getting sloppy. Like the demo, you know, politicians used to be good at this stuff, Daniel, like the sleight of hand stuff. But now it's like so obvious. Like they're not even trying. They're not even making an effort, which I consider more insulting than the actual lie. You know, but Daniel, great call. We'll do it again. Listen, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Yeah. 
They, they're yeah. on to this White House. Hot spot. Oh, yeah. They used to be connoisseurs of graft politicians. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's sloppy. They got, You're right. It's they're really sloppy. sloppy. It's the writer's strike. Is that what you it know, is? That's the, what it is. The writer's strike is affecting the, the White House. The writer's strike is ending because they need better they political stories going on. They scams with non-union writers. There it is. The dog ends really oddly. I feel like we've been there a while, though, because they've been going back to Russia for everything. Like, Hillary brought back Russia this week. Oh, God, that's right. I'm like, they're just out of, you know what I mean? It's like, they only have the one hit. It's like you're at a Chumbawamba concert politically. She's going to start making a run now? We're just going to get knocked down. And, you know, at least Chumbawamba gets back up again. I don't know what to tell you. I bet you saw them in Long Island. (laughs) Strong Island. No, that's enough. That's enough. Aaron Berg, Brett Azar. Get them out of here. Get them out. We'll see you on Ingram tonight, everybody. There we go. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.